We're going to read that and we're going to pray today. I feel like God's given me a word for our men, but for our dads, especially on this Father's Day. It is a privilege to be a dad. It is a privilege to be a grandpa or a pop-pop, as my grandkids call me. It is one of life's greatest treasures. It's a privilege to be a son. I talked to my dad this morning, and uh, he is in another state, but I was thankful to call him and talk to him for a few moments and wish him a happy Father's Day. Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. This verse is a word of prophecy concerning fathers and their children and how it affects the world, how it affects the earth, the relationship between fathers and their children have a complete effect, direct effect on the society as we know it, on the entire world. He said, I'm going to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. This is a word of prophecy. In Luke 1, 13 through 17, it's the fulfillment of this prophecy. I'm going to read it very quickly, and then we'll pray. Luke 1 is the fulfillment. The Bible says, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, meaning John the Baptist, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Lost my place there. Amen. Even from his mother's womb, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, referring to Elijah. He is a New Testament Elijah. He had the same prophetic anointing as Elijah, John the Baptist did. That's what the Bible is telling us today. He shall go before him, verse 17, in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And my subject on this Father's Day Sunday is simply this. Dads, divinely appointed diplomats to earth. Divinely appointed diplomats to earth dads you change the world can we lift our hands and pray unto the Lord and ask him to have his way in the service 
Lord Jesus, minister in this house, Lord God. I pray you're ministering angels, Lord God, to minister to every man. I pray that, Lord, you would minister to every wound in this place, minister to our identities, to our emotions, uh, minister to men today, Lord, uh, minister to marriages and to families today. Uh, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that we would begin to see ourselves as who you've created us to be, divinely appointed diplomats, uh, representatives, ambassadors, reflections of who you are to the earth today. Uh, Lord, I pray your anointing upon me as your servant. Your word is already anointed. Let it break yokes. Let it break chains. Let it tear down every stronghold and mindset that opposes itself against you. That we may walk in the freedom of your truth and love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give one more hand clap of praise unto the Lord? You may be seated. Let's clap our hands one more time. Amen. Dads today, you are divinely appointed diplomats to earth. Amen. We read Malachi 4, 5, and 6 that prophesies, amen, of what the Lord desires to do in the earth. He desires to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and to turn the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. When the hearts of the fathers are not turned to their children and the hearts of children are not turned, amen, to their fathers, the world becomes in disarray. The world walks into disorder. The Lord prophesied that he would send a servant, amen, to lead fathers' hearts back to their children. And in Luke 1, we read the fulfillment of that prophecy that John the Baptist, amen, would be an initiator of sorts, whose ministry would be to prepare the earth for the coming of the Lord. And the Lord used as a benchmark, as a gaze to determine whether or not the earth was ready for him as this gauge. I know the world will be ready when the hearts of fathers are turned to children and the hearts of children are turned to their fathers. It's what the Lord intended. Verse 17 in the Amplified, the Bible says, it is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, which is to seek and submit to the will of God in order to make ready a people perfectly prepared spiritually and morally for the Lord. Fathers mean a great deal to God. Fathers are very important to God. 
Before God created a mother, he created a father. And men, let me say to us today, and I say us, I'm not preaching at you. Let me make that clear from the jump. I am a dad. I am a man alongside you. Men, if we want to make a difference, men, if we want to change the world, the most effective way that we can change the world is by being the best dad we can be for the Lord and for our families. It's not a nice cliche thing to say. Fathers literally affect the world. Fathers are the building blocks of society. Families are built upon the character and integrity of a father or their lack thereof. Fathers are built by the character and integrity of God. Families must draw near to their father as he draws his family near to God. When the hearts of fathers are turned towards their children, the disobedient will seek to be righteous. When the hearts of fathers are turned away from their children, their children will seek to be rebellious. Rebellious children become rebellious adults. Rebellious adults with unhealed wounds become a rebellious society who is anti-God, anti-Bible, anti-righteousness, anti-fellowship, anti-marriage, and anti-family. That's the result when hearts of fathers are turned away from their children. It all comes back to the father. Why the father? Why dad today? Because the father is the first earthly filter of authority for every child. Dad is the first authority that we all come to know. Whether he is present or absent, we all know that dad should be there. And we all know that dad is the first protector in our life. Amen. The Lord is the ultimate authority, but dad is the first authority. And when I say first, I don't mean above God. I mean first in terms of contact. Before a child gets to know God, a child gets to know dad, whether directly or indirectly, whether he is present or absent. Amen. Dad is God's first filter of authority to the earth. Every child first learns authority from their father. Before a child learns authority from God, they learn authority 
from their father. Before we learned authority from God, we learned authority from our fathers. Stay with me here today. If our earthly father was kind, it is likely that our forming belief about God is kind. If our earthly father was abusive, it is likely that our forming belief about God is abusive. If our earthly father was absent, it is likely our former belief, our forming belief about God is that God is absent. If our earthly father was loving and involved, it is likely that forming belief about God is that he also is loving and involved. Dad is the first filter of earthly authority in every human being's life. It is our first comparison and first filter of who we think God is. When dads are restored, society is restored. Hear me today. Hear this principle that we've just read about in the word of God. When dads are restored, society is restored. Dad, you are God's divinely appointed diplomat to earth. Like it or not, Whether we want to be or not, the Lord made us men, and especially fathers, his representative to the earth. We're divinely appointed diplomats to our wives, our children, and to the world. Dad, that's who we are. I know there's many ladies sitting under the sound of my voice today Amen. And I know I'm, I'm speaking at this point in time, amen, to the men and to the dads, but what I'm talking about affects everyone in the room today. Amen. We are all the product, amen, of a dad and what our relationship was or was not with our dad today. Amen. And Jesus wants to heal, amen, what, what Satan has tried to wound, what Satan has tried to afflict today. Amen. Jesus wants to bring healing and restoration and a help to restore us to his unfailing love as our heavenly father. Do we believe that God smiles? Do we believe God loves us? Our dad's probably a good filter of what we believe about God concerning that. How deeply do we believe God loves us? Do we believe God just tolerates us? He just tolerates our existence? Or do we believe he's madly in love with us? Head over heels. The Bible talks about him dancing over us, overshadowing us. Amen. Amen. He he pursuing us with loving kindness. That's what the Bible says. But before we read the Bible, we read our dad. Before we read the Bible, we read our fathers. Why? 
because he's God's divinely appointed diplomat. Whether he wants to be or not, whether he means to be or not, whether he likes it or not, it is God's order. It always has been. It always will be. Amen. 100 years from now, if the Lord is not yet to come, amen, God, no matter what society says a man and a woman is, amen, God, amen, made man, male and female, amen, and God, amen, is looking for men to be men and for fathers to be fathers and lead, filter his love to wear wives and children into society today. It's always been God's plan. It will always be God's plan. Our earthly father, whether he realized it or not, and that includes me, sends his children their first signal about God. Dads, we send our children their first signal and impression about God. The challenge is we live in a society where there are generations deep of wounded fathers. We could go a mile long list of the ways that scream that dads are wounded. You cannot just look at the men. You can look at women and children and see that dads are wounded. Generations deep. And a lot of times there's many men, maybe even men under the sound of my voice today. Hey men, you have a wound in your life. There's a father wound in your life and you're trying to father the best you know how. But the truth is, amen, our first example, our first impression, our first reference is our relationship with our own father. It's my gauge. If I don't have a Bible, that's my gauge. Even with my Bible, even born again of the water of the Spirit, it's my flesh default. And I have to be readed, transformed by the Spirit of God and the Word of God to say, Lord, I am who you say that I am. Be the dad that you've called me to be. Whether you had a present father or an absent father, whether you had a healthy father or an abusive father, regardless of where you stand in the spectrum of your relationship with dad today, the truth is, no matter how great or how ungreat your father was, uh, amen, all of our fathers are human and filled with fault and error. Why? Because we were all born into sin. It's not a condemnation to that man. He's going to do what he knows. We do what we know. We rarely do what we don't know. That's men. And we need to run to our heavenly father 
because regardless of our earthly example of a father and that earthly example, no matter much how much we love him, has faults and errors and failures. And the only father who is perfect is Jesus Christ, the Lord, our heavenly father, our holy example who knows how to love us perfectly and unconditionally. More times than not, in this society, where there are generations deep of wounded fathers, that wounded father began as a wounded son. That wounded son became a man with a wound. That wounded son one day became a dad with a wound. It's a father wound. The influence of a father is powerful, so powerful that God said, I've got to restore this. I've got to send. He said, in that day, I'm going to send John the Baptist in the spirit and the anointing of Elijah. Amen. I'm going to initiate. I've got to initiate restoration to turn hearts of fathers to their children. That's the first step. Amen. The children's hearts won't turn to their father until first. The hearts of the fathers turn to their children. Why? Because it's the principle of God himself. The Bible tells us in 1 John, we love him because he first loved us. I can't even learn how to love God in first, until I first learn how to receive love from God. It's his word. It's his principle. The influence of a father is powerful. The influence of a father deeply influences and shapes generations. That father can bring a curse, and that father can bring a blessing. And to every man under the sound of my voice, every man who is and isn't here today, our wives, our children are spiritually connected to everything we do. Everything we do, our families are connected. Whether it's sin or righteousness, whether pride or humility, whether faith or doubt, our wives and our children are connected to everything we do, whether they see it or not. It's connected. Whether they hear it or not, Our lives are spiritually connected. Our wives and our children are connected to our lives of prayer or of prayerlessness. They're connected. They're connected. I wanted to read a scripture, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 6, 4, I'm sorry. The Bible says in And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The Amplified says it this way, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate, frustrate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them, but bring them up tenderly 
tenderly, with loving kindness and the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Colossians 3.21, it says, Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. The Amplified says it this way, Do not provoke or irritate or exasperate your children with demands that are trivial, unreasonable, humiliating, or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them, so they will not lose heart and become discouraged and unmotivated with their spirits broken. Dads, we must go to Jesus with our wounds. We all have them. We have them. I have them. We got to go to Jesus with our wounds. We've got to go to the healer with our wounds. Because dads, if we don't go to Jesus with our wounds, we will pass on our wounds to the next generation. And not just to our sons, but to our daughters too. And there's some ladies sitting in the house today who are wounded because of a father wound that dad never dealt with, that dad never, never gave to God. Amen. For whatever reason, he didn't do it. For, for whatever reason, he was afraid to do it. For whatever reason, he didn't get vulnerable enough to do it. For whatever reason, I don't know. I can't speak for him. I don't know him. But there's wounded women here because a result, amen, of a wounded father who never went to the healer with his wound and passed his wound on to you also if we don't go to Jesus to heal our wounds please pardon me I, I've give me some a few minutes here I want I feel to say this we're gonna I'm nearing a close but I feel this is so important if we don't go to Jesus to heal our wounds we will overwhelm our children with trivial demands unreasonable demands I said we humiliating demands uh, and or abusive demands. Uh, amen. I, I've been on both ends of those kinds of demands. Uh, I've been on the receiving end of those demands. Uh, and I hate to say it, but if I'm honest enough, uh, I've been on the giving end of some of those demands as a man, as a dad. And I've had to go to God. I said, Lord, you got to heal my wounds because this is what I know. This is what I learned. This is what I received. Lord, and I need you to help me be more like you. Amen. So that instead of giving demands that are unreasonable and and trivial and abusive, Lord, I can love my child with right expectation. I can love my son with right expectation. And you be the filter, not my wound. We got to be real men. We got to not be afraid to be humble and vulnerable. We got to be not afraid, men, to say, I'm sorry. I'm glad I can look my son in the face, amen, and say, hey, son, I'm sorry. I've been big enough to do it, amen, and if I need to do it, I'll do it again, amen. Why? Because that's what dads do. Why? Because dads are about restoration. Dads are divinely appointed diplomats to earth and to our wives and to our children and to our families today. 
If we don't go to Jesus, our children will resent us for not becoming the man we could have been. Hear me, men. I'm saying we. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying we. If we don't go to Jesus with our wounds, we, our children will resent us for not allowing Jesus to transform us into the man we could have been. If we don't go to Jesus with our wounds, we got to understand something, man. We need to be healed for our own sake. It's not just for our families. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying to us today. Men, you matter. It's not just for our wives' sake. We need healing for our own sake. Men, we need healing for our own sake. We need restoration for our own sake. You matter. And I know, amen, as the man, we wear the weight of the world upon our shoulders in an entirely different way than, than ladies do it. You wear that weight. You worry about things inwardly. Amen. You internalize. You 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 you. Scoot yourself off into the corner or on the road or or to some some entertainment to escape from the troubles of the world. That's what we do as men. We withdraw. We withdraw. And we need to go to Jesus with our wounds so we don't withdraw, men. We need to be healed for our own sake. We need to go to Jesus, the healer. We need our identities healed, our emotions healed our intimacy healed. Hearts your need our identities to be healed. Our wives need our identities to be healed. Let's stand to our feet today. not going to finish, but the Bible tells us that we'll provoke our children to wrath, we'll cause them to be discouraged, to lose heart, to give up. them to wrath with unreasonable demands. When we don't go to Jesus with our wound, we either mask the wound in one of two ways with our children. We subconsciously mask our wound by showing favoritism and bias. We overcompensate by treating them as if they can do no wrong. We overcompensate by refusing to train them to discipline them, and I don't mean whooping them. I don't mean tearing their hide. But what's age appropriate and what's going to point them towards growth. I'm not here telling any dads how to parent today, but I do, I can say this. We must parent according to Scripture. Dad. I must parent according to scripture. My son's grown now. My son's got a family of his own now. Hey, man, I'm not raising my son anymore, but I still must parent according to scripture. I don't want to provoke my son to wrath. 
I want to continue to be a builder in his life. And as long as I'm alive, I'm going to be a builder in his life. I'm going to be a builder in his life. Son, you can do it. Son, you can make it. Son, I believe in you. Hey, do we always get along? No. Do we always see eye to eye? No. Are there things that irritate each other? Yes. Dads, are there stuff that irritates you? Yes. Are there things that annoy you? Yes. Come on, I wish somebody would be 100 in here. We don't have time for fake church. We don't have time for fake church. But I feel to read this. The Bible talks about in Psalms 17, 7 and 8. If we don't go to Jesus with our wound, we're going to pass on our broken identity, broken emotions, broken intimacy to our children. If we don't go to Jesus with our wounds, we're going to we're going to fill our children by showing bias towards them and neglecting them by not training them, by not shaping them, molding them, building them, or we're going to show indifference towards them. We're going to be disinterested in them. Both are going to fail them miserably. But what we need, the Bible calls us as dads to be tender. We can't be tender without the Lord. The Bible calls us as dads to be nurturing. I know we hear the word nurture and we first think mom, but the Bible tells us, men, nurture your children. I got to be a nurturer. Yeah, we got to learn how to be tough. We got to learn how to be real men. We got to learn how to do hard things. We got to learn how to man up. Yes, we do. Absolutely, we do. But it's not in the way that where our son can't even measure under the weight. Our daughters can't measure under the weight. Where they see us through the filter of hardness. No, the Bible says, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Fathers. The Bible calls us as dads to raise our children with loving kindness. Psalm 17, 7 and 8 says, Show thy, mo- thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand unto them which put their trust in thee. Keep me as the apple of thy eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. The word loving kindness is mentioned in the scripture. 248 times. 149 of those 248 times, loving kindness means mercy. 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 God calls us as dads to be merciful. Jesus said in Matthew 5, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I can't count how many times, uh, amen, I remember on the, on the, as a child, uh, I remember, amen, sometimes feeling my dad's wrath, my dad's anger. Most men that I knew, uh, I remember being on the receiving end of wrath and anger. 
ladies in my family. Amen. Amen. And this is part of the issue today. Amen. Ladies in our society, and that's what this is why there's so many men bastards here today. Amen. Men are mean, men are tough, men are hard, men are this. And ladies become men haters. Amen. And there's and there's this narrative, this agenda to tear down men and the role of men in the world today. But the Lord says, be merciful, be tender. David said to the Lord, he said, he said, keep me in your mercy. Show me thy mercy. Dad, you might have might, you might have strength, you might have muscle, but do I can't count how many times as a dad and my frustration and my anger, it's only human, dad. If you're a young man, when you become a dad, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Men, we're wired a certain way. Amen. My, my son is seeing it himself. There's been times where in my frustration, I was going to react a certain way or say a th- certain thing or I have a certain response. And the tender voice of the Lord said to me, son, heir on the side of mercy. Son, show the mercy that I've shown to you. Be a father associated with mercy. 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 Dad, David cried unto the Lord as our children are crying us today. David cried as our children are crying to us today, saying, show me your wonderful mercy. Dad, I trust you. Dad, keep me as the apple of your eye. Dad, hide me under the protection of your wings. I want to call all of our men to come forward here today. This Father's Day. I'm going to ask if our men would join me at this altar. We're going to pray together. You're heroes, Dad. I'm looking at a bunch of heroes in this room today. I'm looking at world changers in this room today. Come on, make your way forward. Come on. Come on. Come on, that's it. Come on, not just the dads, but any man in this house, even if you're not a dad, come on, make your way forward. Amen. God calls us to be men of mercy. Mercy. I couldn't tell you right now, but I know it's a whole lot of times in the Bible that says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever men God has called us as divinely appointed diplomats to earth he's called us to be tender he's called us to be kind he's called us to be merciful he's called us to train he's called us to love he's called us to build To not just build our families, but to build one another. We need fellowship, men. 
Look at me. Can you look me in the eye? Amen. This is what real men do. We look each other in the eye, don't we? Don't you look for that? You look for that in other men, don't you? Somebody shakes your hand like this. You feel a certain way about that, don't you? Why? Because we're men. We're men. We're dads. We're divinely appointed diplomats to earth. We're God's representative to earth. I'm going to ask us to lock arms, men. Why don't you lock arms with the men beside you? You matter. And what God is calling us to do today, we're going to pray this way, but what God's calling us to do today, He wants us to resemble Him. Why? Because we're His diplomats, we're His representatives, we're the first line of filter to the world. We're the first line of representative to the women and children of this earth. When we're at work, when we're in a grocery store, when we're at home, when we're at the basketball game, when we're in our children's school picking them up, amen, when it's Saturday and the weekend and we're just hanging out and the kids are just wanting to know, Dad, what are you up to? What are you doing? We are God's representative. Amen. Is he a bother? Amen. Is our children a bother? Amen. Are they in the way of our leisure? They're in the way of our relaxing. I get it. We all need to detach we all need to we all need to unwind i need that there's times where i just set aside and unwind but 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 i want to be like jesus say son daughter you're the apple of my eye i want to show you mercy i want to show you kindness i want to show you truth i want to show you god's love today i wonder today amen if we and pray to this end and ask the Lord to help us live this out. The next day we feel unappreciated. I got to remember I'm a dad. I'm a divinely appointed diplomat. The next time I feel forgotten, I got to remember I'm a dad. I'm a divinely appointed diplomat to earth. The next time I I feel like I'm undermined or I I feel like I'm misunderstood or I feel like I'm disrespected, I got to remember I'm a divinely appointed diplomat to earth. That's who we are. Can we pray? Lift up our voices. I'm going to ask ladies and and children, amen, amen. Can you stretch your arms towards the men in this church here today, amen? And we're going to ask the Lord to just, amen, anoint us as men for us to step into our purpose, to step into our calling as divinely appointed diplomats uh, to earth, to our families today. Can we lift our voices today? Lord Jesus, right now, we come to you, Lord. Uh, We ask you to touch us, Lord God. We ask you to help us. Uh, We ask you, Lord God, to give us a revelation and understanding, oh Lord, Lord God, first and foremost, uh, Lord God, that you are our healer, Lord. Uh, And Lord, it doesn't matter how wounded we are. It doesn't matter what we've seen, what we've done, uh, how we failed, uh, our mistakes, Lord God. uh, Or, Lord God, the mistakes of the past. Uh, Lord God, we can run to you with our wounds. Uh, We can run to you with our failures. Uh, Lord God, I can't change the past.
past, but I can be redeemed by the past. I can be redeemed by your love and your grace, your mercy. I can be transformed. Oh, Lord, I can be your man. I can be your representative, Lord, today. I can be who you created me to be. Lord, I lose your worth. I lose your value. I lose your anointing. I lose, Lord God, your truth into every heart and mind of every man in this church. Help us to embrace the role of being diplomats for you. Lord God, let us be men of prayer, men of integrity, men of patience, men of mercy, men of truth, men of righteousness today. Lord God, men, Lord Jesus, who love you more than they love silver and gold, more than they love fame, more than they love the pride of life, the pride of the eye, the lust of the flesh. Lord Jesus, we've come, Lord God, to be encouragers, anoint us to be life speakers, help us to build one another, help us to build our wives, help us to build our children, our sons, our daughters, help us to build one another today. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, we can do all things through you who strengthens us. Come on, that's it. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Oh, I'm going to be a dad today. I'm going to be a diplomat today. I'm going to be a world changer today. Oh, all things are possible through you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just sing a song in worship. Uh, I wonder, dads, if we can find our families. We're going to pray one more prayer. I want all the men in this place. We're going to find our families if they're here. And find your family. Ladies, children, find your family. Gather around the men who are here. If the men in your family aren't here, amen. We're going to pray for the men in our families today. we need to pray for our men. Our men don't need to be lectured. They need to be prayed for. I'm not saying don't say what needs to be said. What I'm saying is we need encouragement. We need to hear you say you believe in us. We need your confidence. Hello, somebody. Those boys are yours. You need to speak confidence in them. Don't tear down their manhood. We need to be life speakers to the men in our lives, to the sons in our lives today. This is what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to pray for dad. And this, we're going to have a twofold prayer. We're going to ask for the ladies to pray for the men in their lives. Sons, fathers, grandfathers, brothers, whoever they are in your life. We're going to pray for them. And dads, for those of you men who are there here in the house today with your family, I want you to pray a prayer of blessing, covering, shelter, protection over your family. Let your heart, your voice cry out for your family today, whether they are here or not here. God's called us to be 
protectors. God's called us to cover them. Amen today. Can we do that and pray for one another in the name of Jesus, Lord, right now? I pray for my family, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for my wife, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for her by my side as my help meet. I thank you, Lord, for the prayer warrior she is. I thank you, Lord, Lord, for the lady of, of integrity and righteousness that she is. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for giving her, Lord God, to walk alongside me, to cheer me, to help me, to fulfill your purpose together. I thank you for my son today. Lord, help me to be a builder in his life. Help me to be a life speaker in his life. Help me to be an encourager in his life. Help me to speak hope into his life. Help me to speak truth into his life. Help me to be a good dad to my daughter-in-law. Help me to be a good pop-pop to my children, my grandchildren, Lord. Help me to speak life and encouragement. Help me, Lord, to live a life that inspires them to trust you. Help me to live a life, oh, that inspires them to love and to be loved by you, Lord Jesus. Help me to live a life before them in public and private, Lord God. Lord, where I'm not bitter. Lord, where I don't have unreasonable demands. But Lord, I can build them, Lord, where I show tender. Lord, where I show mercy. Where I show loving kindness and truth. Where I live life consistently. I cover my wife. I cover my son and his daughter, his wife. I cover my grandchildren today. Lord God, may every generation in my family serve you and trust you. For you are the restorer of hearts. You are the giver of hope. You make lives full of joy and salvation today. Restore our families. Restore our marriages. Help us to speak life. Help us to speak truth. In the name of Jesus Christ, help us to be reflection to the world of your great love, of your salvation. That, Lord, let our lives, Lord, display and communicate that, Lord, there is no God like our God. Jesus, we worship you and we give you praise today. In the name of Jesus, let's give a hand clap of praise unto the Lord. I want to give us something practical. A couple practical things. I'm going to mention some announcements very quickly. Man, I'll let you get on your way for various Father's Day gatherings today. Family that prays together stays together. We need prayer. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be awkward at times. At the beginning, it's going to be awkward. Everyone's going to feel like they have things to do. Okay? There's a show to watch. There's a task to do. There's a chore to complete. But if it's if it's starting out for five, ten minutes, pray together. Share the goodness of the Lord together. Bring needs together. And be consistent. Amen. If, if you don't see each other enough for it to be every day, start once a week. Start somewhere. Set an expectation in your household that we are going to pray every so often and stick with it. Whether you feel like you flop, whether you feel like, amen, the Holy Ghost just takes off, just 
do it and be consistent with it. The other thing is that our words are powerful. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we're going to eat the fruit of what we speak, the Bible talks about. We must speak life to our families. Dads, as men, we got to speak lies to our wives and to our children. We, we can't afford to be critical. Amen. Ladies, I mean, we need you to speak life to us. Amen. Children, let me just say this, okay? All right? I know when you're a kid, you feel like you owe nobody nothing. All right? Feed me, provide for me, give me clothes, give me shoes, take me where I want to go, do stuff for me. But children, if you're old enough, I'm speaking, you know, if you're able to comprehend this, you're old enough. Okay? You need to speak life to your parents. Your parents need to hear you say, I appreciate you every once in a while. Hello? They need to hear you say thank you. Why? Because you're speaking life to your parents. Yeah, you can do that. You can build up your parents. You can make your parents stay and make them feel good and be a blessing to them. Speak life to them. Here's a rule. They have it in Harvard Business Review. It's the criticism to praise ratio. Now the lines are scripture. For every criticism you have, should have at least five things to praise, compliment, appreciate for every criticism. So before you criticize, before you get upset, before you say what is on your heart and your mind, you think to yourself, what am I pouring into my spouse? What am I pouring into my children? What did I last say? What have I been building? Am I building criticism? Am I building a mountain or a skyscraper of criticism? There's times where we, we, we disagree. There's times where we need to address things. I'm not talking about living in oblivion. I'm not saying that. But what are we building in our homes and in our families today? So Harvard Business Review says five to one. Now, I think if we're believers and serve the Lord, I say let's do as many as we can. Don't don't wait to say, well, I got my five compliments out. I'm going to give my criticism now. Let's be better than that. And let's build our spouses. Let's build our children. Amen. And let's build children. Let's build our parents. As a man, okay, my dad's approaching 70. Amen. And I just wanted to take time and let him know how much I appreciate him. Has our relationship always been perfect? No. Is it perfect now? No. But I love him and I appreciate him. And he means the world to me. Amen. And no matter what, amen, he's still my dad. And I wanted to say, dad, I appreciate this about you and we need to do that amen let's clap our hands unto the Lord one more time and give him praise I believe the Lord's healing families today